Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to Northwest Prime. There's a lot going on in Seattle today. First, we want to say happy birthday to Pike Place Market that turns 106 today. So um, they're holding their age well over there at Pike Place Market. So happy 106. If you have a chance, get over to the market. But most people are at Hemp Fest today, and we are going to be checking in with Hemp Fest all through the day, we have a correspondent there, Ryan. He is the front man from the Van C of Misinformation. He is at HempFest today. We're going to be checking back and forth with Ryan throughout the day and see what's going on at HempFest. So are you there, Ryan? I'm here. I'm here. It's uh, right. quite a busy place. Uh, I'm sorry? It's it's busy Hello? today? Are you oh, I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? All right. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's go. Oh, yeah, it's, it's quite the uh, line to get in. They have it wrapped around all of Elliott Avenue, and uh, trying to get in was a bit of an adventure. But, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff going on. i got a couple uh, enthusiasts here with me. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, you guys. I'm Haley Fisher. I'm sure it's a netto. I love weed, girl. <laughs> oh, hey. How much does it cost to get into HempFest? Uh, it's a $10 suggested donation, but you can get in for free. But uh, I, I highly suggest donating so they can keep this awesome festival going. Well, the great thing about HempFest this year is that this is the first time where marijuana has been legal in the state of Washington. So does it seem like there's more people because of that, or, or what's going on? Uh, so, I definitely think so. Definitely a celebration. Because this is our first time at HempFest, and we came because it was the first year that weed is legal. So we thought that it would be more fun this year, more special, bigger. Interesting. All right. Well, have have you found the um, Doritos bags yet? We uh, haven't. We are on a mission for the Doritos. It is, it is a search and a quest, and we will uh, uh, so you check in with me here throughout the day. I'm going to try to track those. Uh, Doritos down. It's uh, gonna be like a Finding Waldo game here. <laughs> well, so for people who don't know, the police department puts out Doritos bags to everybody attending HempFest with special messages about the new marijuana laws and how they will be enforcing or not enforcing at HempFest. So basically, I have a picture of one of the bags here, and it says. Um, that basically they just want to give out warnings. I'm, I'm sure they're expecting people to be openly um, using today, and it says that they um, they would rather cite people and give them a warning. So I want to find out if that's what they're doing and uh, if, if the police seem to be, you know, in control and, you know, and, and kind of going with the flow today. Yeah, well, we'll definitely find out. I'll let you know. <laughs> Sounds good. And you were telling me, Ryan, something about a wheel that's being spun there? Oh, yeah. The first thing that we walked right into is this place called Evergreen Herbal. If you uh, enter Hemp Fest, go to the left, there's a wheel to spin for free uh, hemp stuff. 
uh, like lemonade, chocolates, all sorts of good stuff. So, I mean, there's, woohoo! Yeah, there's all, all sorts of stuff as soon as you get in here to the, uh, the festival. Lots of goodies. Okay, so at, at the festival, there's food, obviously. There's stuff that you can buy. There's music, I take it. And oh yeah, just okay. Our good, yeah, our good friend uh, Andrea Desmond's playing here later today around five o'clock. I saw so, that uh, on the familiar stage. Yep, some familiar faces. She says, "Always nice at a festival." Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to check back within with you in about thirty minutes. Try to find one of those Doritos bags, and um, and then. I'm sure you'll have a lot of stories to tell come a half an hour. Oh yes, yeah. I'm gonna start getting my camera out here, and we're gonna get some footage here too. So it'll be it'll be a interesting day. All right, Lori. We'll check back with yeah. you in a few. All right, sounds good. Talk to you soon, Lori. Okay. Bye. Have fun. Bye. I think that's a redundant question. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, so that was Ryan, the lead man from Sea of Misinformation. He is on the ground at HempFest. We're going to be checking back with him throughout the show today. So as you can tell, they're all he's already found two girls that he didn't even know, and um, sounds like everybody's having a good time. It's free to get in. They're asking for a $10 donation. There's a wheel of cannabis. As soon as you open, they'll spin the wheel, and you can buy and you are be given some hemp products, there's music, there's food, and the police department is on board uh, handing out bags of Doritos with messages from the police department. I actually have, I, I can read what that says on the bag, and I'll, I'll go ahead and read that to everybody. It says, um, hemp festers, we thought you might be hungry. We also thought now might be a good time for a refresher on the do's and don'ts of I-502. That, that was the law that passed in Washington. Don't drive while high. Don't give, sell, or shotgun weed to people under 21. Don't use pot in public. And well, they're going to have a problem with that one today. Don't, or you could be cited, but we'd rather give you a warning. Do, do listen to the dark side of the moon at a reasonable volume. Do enjoy Hemp Fest, and remember to respect your fellow voters and familiarize yourself with the rules of I-502 from the Seattle Police Department with a little heart next to that. So, all right, we'll be checking back in with Ryan in a little bit. Our first guest up today is Matt Backness, and he is um, the lead man for the Matt Backness Band here in Seattle. He has a very, very good song out right now. It's called Southern Bell. So we're going to play Southern Bell. We're going to get Matt on the phone. We're going to chat with him a little bit and uh, – try to get as many people exposed to his music because he is he, he he's ready that this song is ready to go it's kind of making its way virally right now around the country and i'm sure it's going to get picked up and you'll be able to say i heard matt before he was huge so we're going to play southern bell we're going to be back in just a couple minutes with matt and of course we'll be checking in and out with him fest uh throughout the day so this is Southern Bell. I'll be right back with Matt.
I'll just let that go to voicemail. Oh, hey, Jezebel, I hope you're well. Absolutely. Well, that's how I saw you guys. So, um, 
big shout out to Evening Magazine. They do a great job over there. It's a local, you know, half-hour show that comes on here in Seattle. And they've been really good lately about um, promoting Seattle music. So I've been a, a big fan of theirs, watching a lot of the music come out. And I was so happy to see yours. And then, of course, I just started sending it to all of my friends. And uh, I've had the two old hippies on before out of Nashville, speaking of Nashville. And uh, Molly... Um, uh, Bedell, they own Bedell Guitars as well over in Bend, Oregon. They are very big on the music scene. I sent them a copy of it, and they um, emailed me back, and they're going to put it on their Facebook page. So hopefully a lot of people look at their page too. So they're supposed to email me and let me know. I'm hoping that that will go up today. So we're trying so to sorry. spread the Southern Bell message around the country. <laughs> Thank you. That is so cool. That is great. Thank you. Wow. Well, you've had to have a, a good response, I would think, because this song is really, it's kind of pop country, and it's just really ready to go. It's really radio ready. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, this, you know, and that's, that's the kind of music I, I really love, honestly, is like, uh, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, to be honest, and uh, um, so, like, that whole genre is really, uh, really interests me, and I'm, I, it's funny, because, like, that, I just, kind of music I end up writing, not not because I necessarily like Taylor Swift or, you know, Walter Hayes or any of those kind of artists, but um, just I I find that, like, it's really easy to just write about and write about my life and put it to some poppy music, you know, and uh, it happens. So it's really exciting, but yeah. Well, Taylor Swift is, you know, a good one to pattern yourself after. She's had tremendous success and she's found success in writing about the truth and her life and and her experiences which has you know hit a nerve with with a lot of people who could relate so i i think if if you follow that vein of writing you you will find success there yeah i think so too i I definitely think so i think yeah and she i mean she's slaying it you know (laughs) she's pumping out Mm -hmm. the number one hits and you know her record was incredible and uh the people there behind her are also incredible too so yeah she's 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 killing it she's killing it do, do you see yourself as a pop artist or a country artist you know that's that's always something that that we as a band and people that have kind of advised us um always talk to us about and it's it's we we do try the fine line on that because um on one hand like I'm not. I'm not a. You know. I don't. I don't think I have too much of a twang to my voice. So it's hard to be like, oh, I am a country artist. But at the same time, like, I'm not strictly pop as well. So we 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 kind of tried to brand ourselves recently as Southern pop, and it's a it's a mm-hmm. little interesting thing because um, I am influenced a lot by a lot of Southern rock bands. Uh, one of my favorite bands is a band called Need to Breeze. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of them, but they're really good, and I love Rock to the Moon. Just like some of these like like southern ish bands, but honestly I I write very pop structured songs and I'm all about trying to write hooks and fun, you know, catchy things. So yeah, that's why we've been trying to recently say southern pop, which is a little weird, but um, you know, I'm gonna try to try to bring it home. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know what that that could be a, a whole new genre. I mean, forever there was southern rock. And, you know, we, we saw, you know, CCR and uh, Allman Brothers Band and all, all kinds of people really make that into something. And so Southern Pop, I think, I think you're onto something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's and I've seen some bands like um, Florida Georgia Line. They've 
they've been they've been slaying it in the country pop, you know, like if it had mm-hmm. you know, some of uh the Doctor Luke's prescriptions guys working for them and stuff like that, or at least that's what I've heard. But they uh yeah, they I mean, you know, uh, Nelly on their track, that was pretty sweet. Like that that song was a great crossover, I felt like to you know, like people that don't necessarily like country can really get behind crews, you know, and uh, stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think they're I think they're really good. And so that I, I seeing that kind of trend, and you know, seeing some of the partnerships that like are going on with the big machine guys, and you know, some of the Doctor Luke's writers. It's just like I feel like this could like this is the time to like capitalize on you know this kind of southern pop kind of thing. So. Well, do you feel like you're going to need to go to Nashville, or do you think that you can accomplish that in Seattle? You know, I think Seattle is a place right now that people are really hungry for music. And, you know, I I find that I'm pretty heavily involved in the local music scene. Like, I've done a lot of promoting, and before I was doing the band, you know, that's what I did. I was, I was putting on local shows and hanging out with local bands and producing some of the younger local bands and a lot of the times the people that I've heard say is like, man, people don't go out to shows and people, the local scene is dying, but I am one on the complete opposite end of that. I don't think, I think that there's just people in the scene that are like, you know, kids and uh, people, music fans are just hungry to hear fun music and to have a good time when they go out to shows. And like, they're always saying, oh, nobody's coming out to shows anymore. This local scene is dying. But man, look at people like Macklemore and look at, you know, like, we've got people like Death Cat. We, we, we've we got so many incredible artists coming out of Seattle. And I am just one to say, oh, man, that's, it is not it is not dying. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And so that's why we, we, we find that, yeah. No, there's, there's yeah, tons of great music. You're now. right about that. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we, we just find that, like, yeah, I, I don't think I need to be in, in Nashville to do that. I think... Seattle is ready to hear music like this, you know, and uh, I, I, I really hope so. So, and we've, we've been finding that it seems to be working. So we've got to just kind of keep working and keep meeting new people and make new friends and connections and stuff. And hopefully that will help. But yeah. Yeah. Follow the thread. You know, one thing leads to another. It was brilliant that you contacted Evening Magazine and gave you a lot of exposure. And so a lot of people were able to really see you quickly and, of course, you know, like I said, that's that's how I got a hold of you. And then, of course, I, I started emailing madly on there. And I'm just one person. I'm sure there's many, many more doing that. Um, so when you have a, a good reputation and a fresh song and something that really catches on with people, you were really smart to, to email them and, and get that done and be ahead of the curve because probably now everybody's going to be doing that, especially when they heard that that's how – how, how you did it, so you were way ahead of everybody to to uh, get the jump on getting your band's name out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, like to be honest, like being because I I'm independent right now. You know, I I don't I don't have a label. I don't have a manager. Um, and we, I just send out emails, and honestly, probably like ninety five percent of the time, I don't get it back because you know when the artist hits up someone they're like, oh, who's this person? Just you know, he's just self promoting. But you know, I it's I'd rather just shoot out ninety five percent and get, you know, no response than the five percent that do hit me back, you know, like, oh wow, we actually gave it a listen and we're kind of a fan. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just about mm-hmm. persistence, I feel like, you know. So yeah. 
It is, it, it, and, and it just takes that one big break. Mary Lambert's going to be on the show on Tuesday, and, of course, she sang with uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis on their um, heist album, and that really put her on the map. You, know, you just really never know, and that just kind of came out of the blue for her. You just kind of never know where it's going to come from, but you have to be present. You have to be out there, and you have to be active. You have to make the break, so, so to speak, you know, and so you, you were really smart about doing that and getting your band's name out there. Are you, good, are you going to be playing anywhere locally anytime soon? You know, we're working on a couple shows right now. For sure we will be playing with Aaron Carter in November. Um, at El Corazon, so that's that's confirmed. But we're working on a couple that will be just before then. Um, so you can just go to our Facebook page, and we'll be we'll be uh, just talking about that there in maybe a week or so. Uh, but yeah, Aaron we're, Carter, we're like Backstreet Boys guy, Aaron Carter's brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, he had a really good song out there. He had a, t- some hits when he was really. I mean, you know, he has quite the following. You know, yeah, and we we've played with him before, and uh, you this sold out. It's it sold out. I couldn't I couldn't believe it, and it was it was yes he and he's he's still living the dream. So you know, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't live up here, does he? No, he doesn't. He he was on tour. Yeah. I, I was bummed I didn't get to meet him, but um, you know, he he's still going at it. So it's yeah, I, I'm honored to open for him. It's great. Well, it'd be great if you could play with Taylor Swift too. She would be a, a good one for you guys to go out on tour with because her yeah, fans we, would also be your fans. Yeah, and we will be at the. We're gonna be playing in the line over um, when she's in town here. So I mean, if anybody's there, and we'll be hanging out. So um, yeah, we we like to Definitely. we like to go out and head out to some of the local shows and meet people that are you know fans of music and try to you know have them be a fan of ours as well. So, yeah, well, I'm hoping to get out and, and see you guys. Maybe I'll I'll hit up that Aaron Carter show. Um, yeah, yeah. What is that again? I was trying to write it down. Um, November 23rd, I believe. Um, but we'll, uh, you know, we'll hit you up anytime we have a show and we'll get you in. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely let me know about that and, and I can get the word out as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's just a matter of time and, and big things are going to happen for you guys. It's just a, absolutely a great song. Right out of the gate Thank with you. a great song. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, well, the, well, the song that we're going to play as we go out is called Lose You Again. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that song? Sure, yeah. I I, um, I wrote about a girl, and uh, I was just on a point where uh, I really was just wanted to say, you know, uh, I don't want to lose you again. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of my songs are about just you know how I've felt in a relationship, or and I try to be as relatable as possible because I feel like everybody's been in a moment like they're like, dang, I don't I don't want to lose this person, you know, and just kind of just saying like, yeah, it's hard, but um, I just try to write some relatable stuff like that. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Well, stay in contact, and I'm yeah, going to keep my definitely. eye on you. Thank you and for me. I think there's really great things coming down the road for you, and I'll let you know when that Thank goes you. up on the Two Old Hippies Facebook page as well. Great. On that. Thank you, and thanks, thanks for all your help, and thanks for having me on the show. Oh, no problem. Anytime, anytime, especially on Saturdays. I got wide open time on Saturdays and lots of listens. So, any anytime you want to talk about something or play some music, just hit me up. I'll get you on. Thank you so much. All right, Matt, have a great day.
All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, that was Matt Backness, the lead in the Matt Backness band, and that was his hit Southern Bell that's just really spinning around here in Seattle, and it's making waves, you know, starting to head out uh, all around the country. This is another song off of his home album, Lose You Again, so I'm going to play that. We're going to get Ryan back on the line, see if he's found that Doritos bag over at Hempfest, and I'll be right back.
lose you again by Matt Jackson. We want to thank Matt for coming on today. And okay, we're checking back in with Ryan at Hempfest. How's it going, Ryan? Uh, it's, it's fun. I'm still trying to track down those elusive Doritos. Nobody uh, seems to know, even the event staff doesn't really seem to know where they're handing those out at. So it seems like they're not doing a good idea or a good job at keeping their, getting their message out there. <laughs> well, they're probably <laughs> some collector's items and people are snapping them up. Hey, I don't know, but I just think it's interesting that uh, even the event staff has no idea where they're where they're doing this at. Exactly. Well, they made such a big deal about it. You know, it's been all over the news for days. Exactly, and can't find it anywhere. So I'm now walking from one end of the of uh, the festival to the other, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to track it down before the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting that marijuana is probably easier to find than Doritos. I, it, it is definitely the case here, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got all your paraphernalia every, uh, you know, five feet, and people hanging out in the, the trees at the park and the grass on the sides. Everybody seems to have it, just not their Doritos. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I will check back with you in about a half an hour. Um, no rush on that, and we'll see how things are moving along at Hempfest. Is is there bands playing now, or is most of the music uh, later? Uh, no, there there are bands playing now uh, at various stages. I just walked by a pretty hardcore band. I'm not sure what they're called, but they're rather loud and hardcore. Not necessarily my taste, but if uh, you're into that sort of thing, that's the uh, very end of the park at Hempfest. So it seems like uh, more more of the uh, mellow type rock at the front, and then the harder stuff at the back, depending on your musical taste. It seems. All right, so so mellow stuff up front and and harder at the back. Do you see a lot of police officers? I've seen one pass by on a bike, and uh, he didn't seem like he wanted to talk. I just saw one. So uh, mm-hmm. eventually, I will track him down. Mm-hmm. So, so they're just not prevalent, like they're wanting to like arrest everybody or anything like that. No, it doesn't doesn't seem like it. They're just kind of hanging out, just like private uh, previous years. Although uh, previous years, they seem to be a, a more of a presence here at the park instead of today. Uh, that I've that I've noticed. I've seen more police officers in past years, you know, walking around the park. But uh, it's pretty pretty empty or pretty lax with the law enforcement today. It seems. How many people would you estimate are there right now? Oh, thousands. Uh, maybe at least twenty to 30,000 at least. Wow. There's, there's wow. people Everybody. everywhere. Great. Great. And having, having a great time. Is, is there a lot of discussion about the, the uh, uh, legalization of marijuana? Yeah, everybody seems pretty, pretty happy about it and smoking, smoking freely, it seems. Uh, but yeah, everybody seems pretty chill about it. They're all all kind of happy of of the new with the new law. That seems to be the main topic of discussion from people I've chatted with. Mhm. All right. Okay, Ryan. Well, we'll check back with you in about a half an hour, forty minutes, something like that, and keep up the the good work. We're getting a really uh, interesting view from you about what's all going on there. So it sounds like things are pretty chill. Great music. Everybody's freely smoking and not a lot of law enforcement is, is where we're at so far, right? That's that's where we're at so far, but we'll see how the day progresses, that's for sure. Well, I just got a tweet saying that they that uh, the Seattle PD actually ran out of Doritos 
and and oh, uh, they were right. handing them Wait out at the main entrance. They were handing them out the main entrance, and they actually ran out of Doritos. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. No wonder I can't find them, and no one seems to know where they're at. <laughs> so it's first come, first serve with the with the Doritos. I apparently so, but maybe I'll still check uh, check one of them down to at least talk with them about about it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Definitely. Okay. All right. People, we will check back already with you later. The All right. All right. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Good job. All right. Bye. All right. We will check back with Ryan. They have run out of the Doritos with all of the labeling on it. They wanted to get the word out. Um, I don't know how many bags they started out with, but they have run out. So I don't know if they're going to be getting more Doritos. We'll try to get the scoop on that, but it sounds like everybody's having a great time at Hemp Fest. This is really took years and years and years. This is what they've been lobbying for, and it's, this is the, the first year. And as you heard, we had two guests on the beginning. They'd never been before, and they came this year because it is legal. So um, very interesting time out there at HempFest. We also want to say happy birthday to Madonna. You want to feel old. Madonna turned 55 yesterday. 55. Um, that's crazy. So good for her. She's still rocking at 55. We're going to go ahead and play her Like a Virgin, one of her first hits that, that she had out. And we're going to check in with Team 50. I'm going to call Vanessa over in the U.K., so it's going to take me a minute to get her on the phone and make an international call. We're going to find out what's going on with uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey girls. I don't think there's any news right now on casting. Everybody's still waiting patiently or impatiently for casting news. I did have Jesse, uh, Jesse Pavelka on last week. He said he has not been contacted. There was a huge rumor that he was the guy who was going to play uh, uh, Christian Gray. He says, nope, not him. Keep looking. So uh, Team 50 is back on the uh, path to find uh, who's going to be playing for these casting roles. So this is Madonna's Like a Virgin. I'm going to be back in just a moment with Vanessa from London, and we're going to talk Fifty Shades of Grey. We'll be right back. And, of course, we'll be checking back in with Hempfest all day long. So stay right here.
I have a little bit of problem getting Vanessa on the line, so I'm going to play the Rubies from Manchester, and we're going to work on getting her on the line. So this is, uh, let's play, let's play Silhouettes. No, let's play, no, let, let's play Sell the Sun all at once from the Rubies, and I'll be right back, hopefully, with Vanessa.
get Vanessa on the line at the very last second. There's a six in your digit, and it would not pick up the six over and over and over again. So finally, oh, my gosh, two songs later, we got a hold of Vanessa in the U.K. Thanks, Vanessa, for coming on. You're very welcome. I'd just like to say I have Doritos. <laughs> well, that's good. We, we'll just have to send everybody from Hempfest to the U.K. for their Doritos. <laughs> I can't believe they ran out. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Well, there you go. Everyone's got the munchies. <laughs> well, they should have prepared for that. I mean, they've, they've known this was coming for a long time, so that's that's very interesting. That was the Rubies that I was playing from Manchester, UK. They've been on the show before, and they are headed to the States with a tour, and just very, very, very nice guys. So thank you for sharing all of your great talents and uh, with us here in the States. And one of those great talents is what you're a member of, Team 50 for Fifty Shades of Grey. Sorry? I said you're a member of Team 50 for Fifty Shades of Grey. A very proud member. I am indeed. Well, Vanessa, why don't you tell everybody um, how you – got to read the books and how you got to where you're at now being a, you know, a, kind of a, a, a front member of of the the Team 50 that I'm also a proud member of. Yeah, I think uh, one of the articles I read after you did the, the show, the, the Fifty Shades One Year On show, um, there was a, a write-up about it, and um, they called, called those, those of us that were featured on your program, we were called Prominent Women. I was like, I don't know how fantastic is that? I'm a prominent woman. Oh, I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I um, I first got to hear about the books. Um, I belong um, a book club locally, and one of the girls is a teacher. She came over to the States with her and some of her uh, sixth formers at Easter last year, and she came back and was like, girls, there's this book they're all talking about in the States. We have to read it. And uh, so basically it was down to her putting this onto the book. Um, I read the first book. I only bought the first one and, of course, got to the end when there was that enormous cliffhanger, jumped in the car, drove down to the um, to the, our nearest town and fortunately found a 24-hour store that sold the, the next two books. And And then basically my family were just completely ignored for three days while I read... All books. I was cooking, reading, I was cleaning with a, with a book in my hands for three days. And um, finished, so I finished the books in sort of May time, May, June time, and just started looking online to see what um, merchandising and things there might be. Couldn't see anything and thought there might be a little opening for, um, for me because I'm a stay-at-home mom and I've got a little girl. And I was looking for something that would pique my interest, something that would help me... Um, you know, give me something to do. So um, I started making key rings and fridge magnets with um, sort of the keep calm and um, stow your twitchy palm and um, keep still and obey Mr. Gray, those kind of slogans on key rings, and, um, which I was really busy with for about three or four weeks. And then, of course, everybody else started doing it as well. So I don't do that anymore. Um, and, um, and, and sort of from there, I started... Um, Looking, I actually started looking for the fourth book initially to try and find, you know, if there was the next book, Christian's Point of View. Everybody seemed to be talking about it. Couldn't find anything at all. But I did find um, a whole bunch of enthusiasts across the globe 
um, who were on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, and so I kind of joined that whole Fifty Shades sisterhood, that tribe of women who just loved the books and thought they were the best thing since sliced bread. And sort of from there, I obviously became friends with the, the people who are part of Team 50. And, um, and I'm kind of like the chief cheerleader. I, I like, um, you know, broadcasting all about the, the talented bunch of women that um, have come into the Fifty Shades world. That kind of, that's what that's I interesting. do. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you had to get the book from somebody. The, the, the message kind of came through people from the States who were reading the book. When it's mm. written by E.L. James, who's from the U.K., and you're in the U.K., but it had to come via the States. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and for a long time, it, it, it's, we were definitely like still two or even three months behind. There were lots of people who hadn't heard about the books at all and then sort of the big boom came um in the summer like uh, july august that's when everybody seemed to be reading the books and you'd go on holiday or people would go on holiday and every single person was sitting on their sun lounger with a copy of or one of the three trilogy in their hands and that's all everybody was talking about Interesting. Well, so then I wasn't super late to the party with my reading in late May, early June is when I started to request. I, I didn't come out of the fan fiction crowd that I didn't even know existed, but what a great group of girls those are. Um, but yeah. I came into yeah. it in, in May and June, so I wasn't too late. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, it was, def- it was, it was summertime that um, it started here, really. That's when it really kicked off. Um, I know when I took my copy of the uh, the book to the Olympics, and um, my poor teenage boy, he, he was like, Mother, please put that away. I was like, no, no, it's an opportunity to talk to people. He's like, oh, please, it's just embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's not so keen on my involvement on it. But, um, yeah, all, all my friends know that um, I've met E.L. James and... Um, you know, and I have my Twitter and Facebook. I mean, my husband's forever telling me to put my phone down, as I'm sure uh, a lot of other spouses are, because I'm forever checking Twitter and sort of trying to keep up to date with everybody. Oh, I know. My husband thinks I'm having an affair. He's always like, <laughs> who, who, who is that now? Who is that? <laughs> I'm like, it's just the girls. It's just the girls. Yeah. From... It would be a good way to hide an affair, though, if you just said that you were in the... You know, yeah, he codenamed, uh, codenamed the Mr. Grey. Yeah. Oh, he's just exactly. Christian. Fine, just Christian. <laughs> oh, Lord, I do not have the time nor the money or the energy for any extra. <laughs> uh, let's see. So you took your book to the Olympics. Did you meet people when you were showing it around? Did, did that actually work? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, t- I, take, I take it shopping as well. There's a huge um, retail mall near us. And um, so whenever I um, went into a shop, I'd put the book on the counter when I was paying because you could guarantee, if it was a girl who was serving me, they'd guarantee, oh, is that that book that they're all talking about? I was like, yeah, you should get it. It's really good. And when you've got it here, here's my business card. Have a look online and join in the fun. (laughs) We've also started a Facebook page, and you have a lot of followers on your Facebook page. Yes, I do. There's, it's, it's, it's not always the same people either, I've noticed, that follow me on Facebook uh, and that follow me on Twitter. Because um, I actually have more Twitter followers than, than Facebook, but 
Um, I don't put the same kinds of things on. Sometimes I do. Um, but I, the, the Facebook page tends to be um, more factual and a bit calmer, whereas Twitter is definitely more reactionary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, I, yeah. I chit-chat more on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Facebook is really good for, like, posting pictures, though, or um, things for sale or um, yeah. bigger articles for sure. Yeah, you, you can you can definitely post longer longer articles on 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 Facebook. Yeah, so agreed. we we don't have any casting news yet, which is no. you know driving Team Fifty crazy. Uh, it's so frustrating, and I think because those of us that are sort of um, prominent women in the Fifty Shades world, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I get a lot of questions about um, the the, the the casting news and it's like you know I don't know anything more than you I what I follow E.L. James um I follow Fifty Shades UK um and Dana and Michael and Kelly and you know all the uh, the, the people that are involved and the only way any of us are going to get to know anything is when it comes through the official channels we just have to wait and it's as annoying and frustrating as it is we're all in the same boat you, you know so mm-hmm. Well, E.L. James is headed to L.A. tomorrow, so maybe something will come out this week, maybe. Oh, let's hope so, yeah. Well, do, do I mean, she's been on holiday this conference? week, hasn't she? That's, yeah, well, she was on holiday, and then now she's back and headed out to L.A. tomorrow. So um, do, do you have a preference for Christian? Um, I, I'm a Henry fan, I have to say, a Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. I, I, I staked my claim on him. Um, very early on, <laughs> um, but you know what? I think whoever they pick will will do a good job first and foremost. Um, right. But also, um, whoever they pick, they're not going to make any. You know, they're not going to make everyone happy. Some people are so clearly set on one particular actor, and I'm not. I like. I would like it to be Henry. I think he'd do a fantastic job. But you know, if they pick. Jesse, Jesse would be good, or um, you know, Ian Summerholder. I think they've ruled out uh, Matt Bomer. I think would do a good job, although I think he's a bit old. Um, but uh, even if they pick an unknown actor, whoever, you know, there's such a good team around the whole film. Um, I think they'll they'll still come out with a cracking film that we'll all want to go and see, whoever they cast. Yeah, I, I think Ian's out too. Um, although he does have a huge following, but it looks like that he could be a contender in Sylvia Day's book. Henry, I, I, I'm kind of a Henry fan myself, but <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it's not going to be him just because he has too much going on. Jesse was on last week. I can cross him off. He says it's not him. Yeah. Um, Matt uh, also has a huge following. Again, the, the, the rumor is that it's not going to be Matt. Um, so I, I really don't know. Just you know, just like you, I, I don't really talk casting all that much because I, I've told this story a bazillion times, but I threw out a name right at the beginning of this whole shark frenzy fest last June, and I mean there was a group of people who came down on me like you, like, like I was trying to like make the devil the messiah or something. It was crazy. <laughs> you would have thought that I said something really, really horrible, and I didn't have a clue. And so after that, I'm like, I'm just going to not talk casting anymore. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I'll just keep that to myself. But I, I, I really don't have a preference. I, I do think that they will do a really great job. So far, I've been impressed with everything that they've done. And, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of money on the line and, and a lot of loyal fans. And I I just cannot believe that they won't get it right. So I, I, I do think that they'll get it right. There's one name I'd, I'd like to throw in, um, just because I think he would just be such a shock choice. But he's a brilliant actor, and that's Zac Efron. Mm. I know a lot of people won't be able to get past him being in um, High School Musical, but he's older, and he's he's got his acting spurs. He's done some good films. I think he'd do a good job. Isn't he, like, 12? Or is he, is <laughs> no, he older? he's not. He's in, his, he's in his mid to late 20s, so he's the right age. Oh. Huh. Yeah, I haven't um, even I don't thought know if about those. Last time I thought about him, he was young. I don't know if you've seen any photos of him recently, but Google him and Google image him, and you'll be surprised okay. he's quite grown up now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was uh, Vanessa's choice that she said to go after Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have that one. All right. Well, I'm going to play one of the songs. I let you pick the songs for the show today, and we're going to play. Let's start with the Kelly Clarkson one. And then we're going to get Janet on the line because she's um, she's your guest today. She's my guest, too. But yeah. um, you had some really great ideas for this show, Janet being one of them. We're going to talk to Janet. She does the Fifty Shades of Grey Fine Jewelry, which is authorized. And we only try to only do things that E.L. James is authorized through this show. Um, but the, it is one of the authorized items on there. We're going to talk to Janet. She, I believe she designs that, and she sells, or, you know, she sells it, I guess. And um, so we're going to get Janet on the line, and we're going to play the Kelly Clarkson song. So I'm going to give the last yeah, this, word to you before we go into Kelly Clarkson. Okay. This is um, this is a song that quite a number of the um, the people that make the fan-made trailers use as the, the soundtrack. Um, and I remember watching one last year, and they used um, this Kelly Clarkson track, and it just fitted perfectly. The, the lyrics, when, when you hear her sing the lyrics, it's got Christian written all over it. So here's Dark Side by Kelly Clarkson.
Lovely. So that was Kelly Clarkson. And now on the line we have Janet Kadsawan, who is the designer of Fifty Shades of Grey Fine Jewellery. Hello, Janet. Hello. How are you? Oh, very well, thank you. Welcome to the show. I'm very happy to be here. Excellent. Um, Now, I know from, um, because I have a piece of your jewellery, just how beautiful it is. Um, How did you get into designing I'm making jewelry. Well, I started about a decade ago um, doing or making fine jewelry, and I I kind of had um, a change of heart around 2008. And um, I'm I'm an avid reader. I read about four books a week, three to four books a week. And I got caught up into um, the Sookie Stackhouse book series, which everyone knows as HBO's True Blood. And for fun, I started making fan jewelry for all of the fans and I happened to be picked up by the show and um, that's how I launched book jewelry I suppose yeah. one can say that and and so I, I, I have a lot of fans fans tell me what to read and all of them said you have to read Fifty Shades of Grey and I did and I said I have to <laughs> I have to make I have to design jewelry for this it was it was a no brainer it was um, I, I was actually proud to make them Excellent. Did, so did you have to go through sort of official channels to get... Oh, yes. Um, I, 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 there yeah. were a lot of hoops to jump through. And, um, yes, it took a, a very long time to go through the process. Um, and um, 
a lot of designs had to be made, remade, and and eventually we got to um, the main core right now. There there will be more. Um, as soon as we find out more about the movie, I think that we'll start seeing more designs come out. Yes, and also for and also for the fall again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's your website? Um, the website is um, shop50shadesofgrayfinejewelry.com, and you can buy everything there. We will soon be going into stores, um, but that's going to be coming out over the next year until the movie debuts. Okay, cool. Will you, um, uh, will you be having any uh, distribu- distributors over in the U.K.? Yes, we are talking to people, so um, we'll probably over the next, I would say, two months, we will hear more about in-store distribution. But right now, you can get everything online. Okay. I mean, I've got the website open right now, yeah. actually. And right. um, is there a piece that's particularly um, popular? I know I have the key. I've got the actually the key, the the, the, um, the larger key um, scroll key is the most popular. I would say. Okay. And, is that um, the one on the toggle? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And it's yeah. almost twice it's, the size as the small charm necklace that you have. It's very yeah. heavy. It's it's heavier than the Tiffany's key. It's really quite beautiful. It's funny actually because I went I went to meet some friends yesterday and um, they're like, oh my god, I love your necklace. Where did you get it from? It's like very like shoulders back, head up. It's an official Fifty Shades of Grey one. I'll have you know. <laughs> and um, so I pointed them out where to get them because they said, oh, is it a Tiffany one? I was like, no, it's Fifty Shades of Grey. Thank you very much. Oh, excellent. And, um, Thank you. And it's lovely. It's it's a beautiful piece of jewellery. And um, I think when they get into stores, you'll see them in um, other metals like platinum and fine gold. So, or not fine gold, but um, white gold. We're trying yeah. to keep it all Fifty Shades of Grey. So you'll see them mm. in different metals. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> and maybe um, some diamonds. Yeah. So. Are there going to be some diamonds in some of them? Yes, we, yes, I think you will be seeing some diamonds. I mean, I think it should be something that Christian would like to give to Anna. So um, we've, we have been talking um, some serious bling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Janet, you said you read the books. Did you get addicted to them like, like everybody else? I did. I, I read um, all three of them in less than a week. Um, mm-hmm. And it, um, it, it, it was – they were – Really, they were very, they were very good. It was they were so entertaining, and the roller coaster was wonderful. Um, you know, I I love them. I I I really 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 love them. Mhm. Now, does does E. L. James? Do you know? Does does she have any of the jewelry? She does. She has all of them. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, she's she tries every piece on. Actually, I met her um, at the Romantic Times convention in April, uh, late April, early May, and um, she told me that she puts all the pieces on her kitchen countertop and tries them on. And um, and and if she likes them, she basically keeps them on and takes them, you know, wears them out everywhere. So yeah, she has a piece of everything. Nice, nice. <laughs> I have a piece of everything. Yes. Is there anything that you, you, either one of you, want to see uh, being made? I mean, we do have secret designs, but I, I always love to hear what other people want to see. 
Um, I would. I notice on here you don't have any rings. I guess that's because you. Um, oh, you do. The, of course, the crystal. Oh, yeah, it's a tie ring. Yeah. Do, yeah. Um, I know. Um, I wondered if there was any call for. Um, obviously, not a, re- a replica of Anna's ring because it's enormous. But uh, some sort of something along her engagement ring or or the the charm. Uh, bracelet that he the charm did bracelet, absolutely. And I think what we're going to do is um, is release a charm, a few charms a month, and so people can collect them. Well, that's so a good we're idea. definitely working on that. Um, mm. um, the engagement ring is a little. It, we 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 haven't directly talked about it. A lot of people have suggested it, so if. Um, people really want it, then they can bother me on Twitter and say, "Hey, I want one." But yeah. so far, I mean, so far it hasn't. You know, if people really, really want it, if the fans want it, of course we will make it. But um, no one has really been, you know, asking for um, it. So it, it would be a, a very expensive piece of jewelry, though, wouldn't it? If it was, well, a, I a, mean. Th- if, if it was real, of course. Oliver. Yes, of course. But um, you know, if it was um, a costume piece, it wouldn't be yeah. any more expensive than the pieces in there. Yeah. yeah. What's your uh, Twitter uh, handle, Janet? Just so people can follow um, it's, you. Uh, Fifty Shades Jewelry. Okay, cool. I would like and to see some jewelry that had like some of the words or the lines. Yeah, like you know, or, kind of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, woven into them. Mm-hmm. That's, um, absolutely. That's my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And what is what's your favorite? You know, what would you like to see? Well, it's so hard because you know people. It's really hard for me because I'm really so obsessed and really trying to come out in in my and and use all of my Fifty Shades detox steps. Um, I just love all of it so much. It's so hard for me <laughs> well, to Well, I knew what Vanessa because, would like, but, I mean, you know. Well, she'd like Laters, baby, probably. Obviously. But, <laughs> but I like, you I know, actually, you know have something, been, you are my more, or something like that, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah. good. Yeah, I, I have, think we'll, see, we'll um, probably see some around Valentine's Day, something like that. So mm-hmm. I know you have to wait a little bit, but... Um, I, I would say that I'll, you guys are in holding pattern just as much as we are, and as mm. soon as we as soon as we know more about the movie, I think you'll see more merchandise being rolled out. So um, I think that people should just hold on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to the movie? Absolutely, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm really excited. Definitely, definitely. Well, you you might even get to go to the premiere, I would imagine, with having such a, a close tie to everybody. Um, uh, I I I <laughs> I'm speechless. I want to go. Yes, we'll see. I I, I don't know. I I I'm hoping. I'm wishing. It's on the wish list. But um, I really I'm a fan of Henry too. I just want to put that in there right now. <laughs> Yay, yeah. Henry. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Henry's a cutie. He's definitely, and he's British, right? Yeah. But that can't hurt, can it? <laughs> can't hurt, no, because a lot of the people who are who are getting signed on to this thing are are British. Makes you want to head head to the UK and and become a citizen. Come on, yeah, get on a plane. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> British British actors are like the new black. I mean, they're they're wonderful. 
Well, you know, we've always had a a big influence, especially with the United States. We've always had a love affair with our sister country, the the people of the U.K., and there's such close ties back and forth between the two countries. And, you know, of course, they've shared their music with us, and we've got great, great music that's come out of the U.K., and actors and just people in general. I, I think that's because we have so many family ties back and forth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It'd be nice yes. to, for um for the the British to be cast as something other than the baddies. Oh, come on, Henry. <laughs> we can't have everything. I mean, you can't get as American <laughs> as that. I mean, really. Yeah. No, we're not, we're not usually the villains, but it's, yeah, it's nice to see that we we get Superman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take it under consideration. <laughs> All right, we're going to play Say Your Love is King right now, which is also one of Vanessa's choices for the day. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Why did you pick this song, Vanessa? Um, well, for two reasons, actually. Um, the first one, or one of the reasons, is it's actually a Fifty Shades song, although it's not on any of the playlists that I could find. Um, because um, Anna chooses Your Love is King as her ringtone for Christian. Oh, right. Which um, Mm -hmm. I quite like, um, because Mm -hmm. this is the song that I chose to walk down the aisle to when I I got married. So it it holds a very special place in my heart, so that's why I chose Your Love is King. And that was before the book even came out? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, all right, well, this is uh, Sage, Your Love is King. We're going to be right back, and we'll be talking with Vanessa and Janet. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
right, that was Your Love is King by Fade, and that was specially picked out for us today by Vanessa, who is my special co-host for the Fifty Shades segment, and she is calling us and talking to us from the U.K. So we just love to listen to you talk anyway, Vanessa. <laughs> There's not many people that would say that. <laughs> <laughs> and then our, our special guest today is Janet, and she is at Ketswana. Ketswan, right? Yeah. Am I saying that right? Okay. Yes. And she's a designer for the uh, special Fifty Shades of Grey fine jewelry collection, and very beautiful, beautiful pieces. And it's just going to get more popular as the movie gets closer and closer. And Vanessa has a piece, and E. L. James has all the pieces, and Janet has all the pieces. And so, and Janet, go ahead and tell everyone again how people can get their pieces. You can get your pieces at shop fifty shades of gray fine jewelry dot com and we're also on Twitter at fifty shades jewelry. So if you have a question or you want to suggest a piece of jewelry, just tweet us and um we'll put it we'll put it in under consideration. Okay. Great. How how long does it take from from concept to to market? It takes a while because um you have to get it approved by a few people. And, of course, um, EL is the final say. Um, everything has to have the stamp on it properly, and the packaging has to be okay. I, I would say to develop a piece is maybe about anywhere between five and ten weeks to get mm-hmm. it through well, all of the final stages, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, can, can you just call her up? Do you have her phone number? Can, can you just call her? Uh, call, uh, call Erica. Mhm. No, no. Not, not I, right I, on I would never do that. <laughs> oh my no, I mean, you just I work with a lot of authors mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. who, and you know, they're just like everybody else. You know, when you have a business relationship with them, I mean, if I have a question, you know, I can talk to her agent. I mean, I'm not going to bother her for for mm-hmm. if she wants more diamonds on something, for example. I mean. No, absolutely not. So no drunk dialing going on or anything like that? No, no drunk dialing, not even (laughs) drunk tweeting, no. (laughs) That's why people like you should have the number and not people like me and Vanessa. (laughs) I am a vault. Even if I had her number, I would deny it. Yes. I'm the same way. I I often think I better never lose my phone because I have to deal with so many high-profile people and they're, you know, their numbers are in my phone, and so... Yeah. But now I actually do back up my phone because I don't want to lose those things. But, yeah, I, I do have to get in contact, but, but I never... I, I'm just like you. I was only kidding when, when I was Oh, being. gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, a funny oh, thing is... Just, a hard time. Well, when I was doing stuff for True Blood, and um, there was this one necklace I was doing with Alexander Skarsgård, let me tell you, everyone thought I, I was best friends with him, and it was really, you know, um, <laughs> it gets Can really funny. Not calling? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they think, I mean, well, they think that you're best friends with them, and, you know, you're professional mm-hmm. with them. That's what you are. I know. So, I've tried. It's your business, isn't it? Sorry? 
It's your it's your business, isn't it? You have to maintain that professional sort of standpoint yeah, but, with the but, client. They're clients, yeah, aren't they? Absolutely. And and I'm also from New York City, so we professionally try to not um show that we're even excited if a celebrity comes twenty feet away <laughs> from us. We're like, Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I've been working on my drinking skill so that I can become best friends with Erica should the time arise and she's low on friendship because I have noticed that drinking is a requirement and I have that one down. So I am keeping those skills up to date so that I'm ready at a moment's notice. I have a question. Has somebody come up with a Fifty Shades of Grey drink? Oh, there's quite a few red, yeah, there's some red room drinks. Oh, really? And what's in a red room drink? drink? Pardon? The, what's, the what's Heathman came up with a drink. Okay, and what's did. in it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> alcohol? <laughs> a lot of alcohol is all I know. <laughs> but, but, yeah, there are some Fifty Shades drinks, um, but I don't actually have the ingredients to them. But okay. I, you, um, gin and tonic just happens to be my favorite anyway. Mm. So I, I drink Hendrick's gin with cucumber. Anyway. Oh, nice. Mhm. Um, I was going to uh, say, do, do you guys follow um, Fifty Shades UK? They're the girls mm-hmm. who run um, uh, the the PR for, or the publicity for um, Random House. Right. Um, so they run Erica's Twitter account on mm-hmm. on that side, and um, whenever they go out with Erica, you can, you can guarantee there will be a picture. Of a red room <laughs> cocktail of some description, uh, varying different ingredients, I'm sure, but like fifty you know, shades, there will be 50. one, yeah, definitely. Excellent. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, that's well. They always. This is what I found about the Fifty Shades girls. They are fun, fun, fun girls. They are just um, out to have a good time. They are good spirited. They are fun loving. They're open minded. They're just. They're they're just a fun group of people, and really, bar none, I've had not had a bad experience other than when I put my casting shade, <laughs> my casting put in my mouth. Other than that, but I have not had any bad experience whatsoever. And and every single one of them that I've met have been absolutely wonderful. As fun as they are on Twitter, they're they're just that fun in real life. And I've just found them to be a fantastic and remarkable group of women. I agree. Especially the prominent women. Especially the the prominent drinkers of of the group. So anyway, all right, Janet, well, we will let you go, and I wish you nothing but success on this venture. I'm sure that that Team 50 will come out and support you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you again, Vanessa, for inviting me, and thank you, Lori, for hosting. No problem. My my pleasure. Have a great Saturday. You too. Bye-bye. Very good, Vanessa. Very good. I really like talking to Janet. She has really nice and beautiful jewelry. She has. I was looking at it online as we were talking as well. So I would. um, I'm going to stay up with that site, and at some point, I'll probably own my first piece of uh, Fifty Shades jewelry. She's part of the team in in the same way that you know we all have a Jennifer Troughton print. Mm Mhm. And that, and everybody should definitely have a Jennifer Troughton print. There's, there's still some of those left, 
And she only made yeah. 750 of them. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. You can go to JenniferTroughton.com. I know that she sold more when we did our Fifty Shades of Grey one year later show, um, but there's still some left. Once the movie comes out, they're probably, you know, she probably will sell out. But you definitely want to be one of those 750 that that have one of those prints because Jennifer is just a, a master artist in her own right and. Even before she was mentioned in Fifty Shades of Grey, she's a fantastic artist. I've been to um, a couple of her exhibitions in London when she's brought her paintings over, and, you know, they are just amazing. You know, the amount of work that goes in. I mean, I I know that she, you know, a couple of times she's um, uh, updated on her Twitter account that she's been painting with, like, um, a size, triple zero which is basically like two hairs on a paintbrush the, the amount of detail and the work that goes into her pictures is just incredible she's an mm-hmm. incredibly talented artist she's fantastic oh she's got to have the patience of a saint yeah and and she was actually it, a, you know in the fine art world she was already she was already a name before the 50 right. shades um book right. kicked off so you know she's obviously Absolutely. had exposure from that but you know, she's a she's a, a an amazing artist. Fantastic. What number do do you have? <laughs> I have number sixty nine. Sixty nine, that's right. <laughs> yours got lost or something, didn't it? Uh, it did initially, yes. I had heart failure. Poor Jennifer. Um she uh sent the her the prints off when when she'd got them ready and mine went to Scotland. Oh. And uh yeah, uh, eventually I did get it, but it was yeah, it was a bit uh, disconcerting for a while, knowing that my my number had gone somewhere else. But um, it was all it was all solved. Actually, it was I got had chance to chat to her on email and sort of established a bit of relationship with her. So that's how I got the invite to her um, preview show when she brought her paintings over again. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I got to meet her in person, and then um, E.L. James and Niall were there, so I had a chance to meet them as well, which was great fun. Yeah, you know, I've had uh, Jennifer on the show several times, and she's just an absolutely wonderful person, one of my favorite people. And we had Niall on the show, and of course I'm a huge fan of his book Crusher, and I've just talked about that book at, I'm sure to some people at nauseum but I am a huge huge fan of the book Crusher and I really enjoyed Niall came on for an hour with us and we had a couple uh, classrooms who were listening in and tweeting us questions and he's a very remarkable man very very smart very talented in his own right and yeah. Crusher was just I, I, I really enjoyed that book and I'm hoping for a sequel on that as well but um, Jennifer. That was is really just funny because I, I was I'd be waiting for them to get back off holiday so I could tweet him and ask him when the next one was coming out. I want to find out what happened yes. to Finn next? Yeah. <laughs> well, I um, the, the last time I talked to him about that, they were waiting on a publish on the publisher to green light a second book. So that was kind of where it was at. So I don't know where where that where that stands, but it, it would be interesting to find out. I wonder what it's like in their house because. Erica's writing again, isn't she? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, if Niall's trying to write his second book as well, I wonder who gets first dibs on the coffee. Well, he writes outside, he told us. They had, he had like a little, like, um, like a little, like, shop or little 
mini house or something outside in the backyard, and, and he wrote out there that was his office that he kind of went out to and he would write. I don't know if he still – it was like a year ago that I had him on, but, but that was what he was doing then. But, but just a, a very accomplished person in his own right. He was very charming at dinner. He really mm-hmm. thoroughly nice, humble, charming man with lots of anecdotes and um, a really, really nice bloke. So I'll tell my um, story with uh, running into Jennifer, or not, not Jennifer, um, but Erica. I was in Seattle over, it was probably about this time last year, maybe September, mm-hmm. And there there wasn't any well, – she was coming to Seattle for a book signing, so everybody knew that, that she was coming for a book signing. But, but that's really all of it, is that we kind of knew she was going to be in Seattle one night, and she's going to be in Portland, and then San Francisco, and on and on. So I just happened to be down at Pike Place Market. I was doing um, interviews down there, some artist interviews. It was early in the morning. And so I was just like – I had my husband with me, and he was like carrying all of my like – stuff in a backpack, all my equipment, all this stuff. So I'm just like running willy-nilly up and down the street, um, which is, Pike Place is pretty busy, but at that time of the morning, it's not very busy. So I had some coffee in one hand, and it was overcast outside, and I was just like running trying to find this magician that, <laughs> that I wanted to interview. And so I just <laughs> ran past some people in the street to find this magician. And when my husband caught up with me, he says to me, this lady that I ran past by, he says, isn't that that lady that that you like? And I said, what? Because, you know, it's all kind of, you know, it's just really in, like, radio mode. And I'm like, Both what lady? And he's like, I don't know, that, 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 radio, uh, that lady that you like. And I'm like, I, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. He goes, that book you read, that, that, that guy, that Christian, isn't that his mom? And then it just dawned <laughs> on me. And I looked, and by that time, all these other people were around her, and, like, she had handlers around her and stuff like that. And I'm like, what? And I had gone right past her. And nobody was really around her. And I completely missed her. And so um, my husband ended up standing, like, near her. He took a picture of her and the whole bit. Um, But he didn't really – he calls her Christian's mom and because she invented Christian. So yeah. then the next day, I'm down there again doing the same thing. So now I think my time has come and gone, okay, that she's been there, done that, going on to something else. I'm down there again the very next morning doing the exact same thing. Guess who's down there? I missed her twice. She was down <sighs> there again the next morning. Again, what were the odds? I missed her again. So I, at that point, it's like, no, it's just not meant to be. It's meant for my husband to see her and take pictures, but, but, but not me. So that is my encounter with E.L. James that was not an encounter. But I, I couldn't have been any closer and um, and missed my opportunity. Oh. But it was great for her to call into the show so that she was really, really nice to do that. And you know, I've told people before, um, we had had some discussion off air about her doing that, but it was never finalized, so she didn't have a number. She had to look up the number and call from the U.K. It was really a big, yeah. big deal um, for her to be able to do that. So it certainly didn't go unnoticed me whatsoever. So, Vanessa, do you want to stay on the line while I get Ryan on the phone so we can check in at HempFest? Yes, okay. Okay. Hang on just a second, and then when we're done with Ryan, we'll we'll, we'll talk some more about uh, what's going on with you, okay? Okay. All right. So, let's listen to, let's listen to the Maroon 5 song while we get Ryan on the line and see if he's 
what he's found out with us. So Maroon Cry was another song that, uh, another one that you'd picked out. Will she be yeah. loved? Or she, she will be loved. Okay. Tell me why you picked that one. Um, I think um, that was, um, I can't remember if that's on the playlist or not, um, but I think, um, I know E.L. James loves this song because whenever anybody sends her a link to it, she always says, I love this song. Thank you for sending it to me. <laughs> Actually, don't, don't, don't send any more. She'll be inundated now. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's just a lovely song, and it's a bit more um, up-to-date than the other two that I've picked, so I, that's why I chose that one. Okay. All right. Well, if E.L. James loves it, that's good enough for me. And, and who doesn't love Maroon 5 anyway? So we will be right back, and we're going to talk Kemp Fest, and we will be right back. Stay with us.
five, She Will Be Loved, and that was picked out by my special co-host, Vanessa, on that one. And so now we have found Brian, and he is at his desk. He's on the phone with us live. What have you been up to, Ryan? All right. Well, I, I'm finally able to almost, I'm at the table to finally get back in. i got to go through my bag here, but I did find out. Uh, that uh, I did find some police officers to, to try to interview, but they weren't allowed. weren't allowed to. Only sergeants and above can do uh, can do interviews. Uh, so uh, they said to uh, uh, get a hold of their uh, correspondent there, their uh, public relations person, and uh, give them a call. And they said that he'd be happy to uh, to get an interview uh, to, to get an interview with you. So, so the great Doritos caper still goes un, unresolved. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, left us hanging, so maybe it'll be a future episode to finally figure out what went down with those things. <laughs> All right. Well, so you had to then leave HempFest, go outside the bounds to find a police officer outside the bounds, and now you have to go back in. Uh, yeah, I finally finally made it back in. It took a bit because there's a train that was stopped for about 10 or 20 minutes uh, blocking the way in. So the line got really long. I posted a picture to my uh, Twitter account, uh, and uh, if you want to share that, you're welcome to. But, yeah, it was uh, quite, quite the experience to try to get back in <laughs> after finding out. I couldn't talk to them. So are there still people trying to, I mean, it, it's still real busy. People are, are, are definitely trying to get back in or, oh, or, oh, or yeah. get in for yeah, the first time? Oh, yeah, just to get in for the first time. I mean, there's at least uh, maybe a couple thousand people waiting to get in. The, the line was wrapped around the entire street and just way backed up, and now it's a mad rush to get back to the main area. What's everybody talking about? What's the big topic of conversation? Well, in, in line, I heard a bunch of stuff from the cop and, uh, you know, the, the usual stuff. And uh, people were just uh, kind of hanging out a little, a little on the quiet side. It's kind of interesting, mostly respectful and whatnot, and uh, just listening to music on their phones and talking about how they hated the train. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll let you get back in and find find some news for us, and then we'll we'll report back with you probably here in in just a little bit. We'll let you get to get get back in there and and enjoy what's all the fun that's going on. How long does this go on for, Brian? Uh, it, it's going to be uh, through tomorrow, and I believe it goes until five or six tomorrow. Uh, it should go, I, I think, to about I think seven or eight tonight, and then uh, usually in past years, people just kind of hang out a bit longer, you know, parting it up a little bit uh, before they slowly uh, meander away from, from the park. Okay, and it's free with so we'll, we'll see what happens dollar donation. Yes, it's uh, absolutely free, but they do request, uh, if you're able to, uh, to donate at least $10 for the event so they can keep it going. Okay, all right, well, we'll check back with you in a little bit. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Okay. That was Ryan. He's at HempFest. So he's, poor thing, you know, we, we, we sent him out to, it, it sounded like such a simple thing to do because it had been highly publicized that 
that the police department was handing out these bags of Doritos for everybody with these messages about the new law because Washington did uh, approve to um, legalize the smoking of marijuana. This is the first time that law has been in effect since HempFest, and so it was a big deal for people to be able to get out and enjoy HempFest this year legally. So they've made a really big deal about these bags of chips. So I sent Ryan off to find a bag of chips. Little did I know that there were no chips, and so poor Ryan, he's had to leave the festival and come back in, stand in line, wait for a train, all to get this, these chips that don't even exist, because I guess that they handed them out all at the front entrance, like in the first hour, and now there's there's no more chips. But Vanessa's with me from the U.K. She says there's plenty of Doritos in the U.K. right now. We have lots, yes. Come here. I've got a cupboard full. <laughs> <laughs> and we could probably make a lot of money sending Doritos <laughs> to Hempfest right now. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have Vanessa, a teenager, you... so uh, my cupboards are full oh, of yeah. those, that kind of food. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I used to live on that kind of stuff myself. Now, you hmm. were telling me about a poem that, that you have. I did, yes. Um, when I reached the, the sort of the year on that um uh, the anniversary of reading 50 shades and and that it seemed that sort of there were you and um some of the other girls were sort of celebrating that milestone and in you know various different ways and so i decided the way that i would do it is um to write a poem about um about my year of 50 shades so um i i did that put that out and that was quite well received by all accounts. So, do you want me, would you like me to read Can you that? read it to us? Yeah, of course. absolutely. Okay, so this is Fifty Shades One Year On. I can't believe a year has passed since reading Fifty Shades. My family is still dealing with the impact that it made. No dinners cooked, no laundry done, the house went all to pot. Three silver books were my whole life. I simply couldn't stop. Christian Grey and Anna Steele consumed my waking hours. Would she sign the contract when she wanted hearts and flowers? I loved their email banter, their fights and makeups too, and in the red room, goodness me, there's stuff I never knew. The tie, the mask, the key, or cuffs, through all three tomes I rushed, my knees nipped tight together and my face a little flushed. Their tale was love and romance, it was that that held us captive. It's just an added, added bonus that their sex life was so active. I finished breed and was distraught, an addict needing more. I went online and trawled the net. Where was number four? A fruitless search, but found instead some other grey-cessed girls. Hurrah! I wasn't on my own. My inner goddess twirled. I spent hours and hours and hours sourcing funny pics, photos of amazing cakes and red room Lego bricks, book signing queues and Twitter meetups, Christmas parties off the chart. The years had so much in it, from silver balls to art. But best of all, our friends I've made through reading Fifty Shades. So heartfelt thanks and great big hugs go out to E.L. James. <laughs> very good. Very, very good. Do, do you have an inner writer inside of you, Vanessa? Are you going to do any of the fan fiction or, or even just write on your own? Um, I don't know. I think ev they, they say that everybody has a book in them, don't they? I think I'd struggle because... I would, uh, although I have a, a quite a vivid imagination, I think I'd find myself writing about actual events and things that had happened to me. So I'd just be absolutely petrified that anybody would read 
any book that I created and know that I'd actually done most of what was in the book. <laughs> we could write under a pen name and not tell anybody. Yeah, yeah, there's still people that would know. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? There's, you know, there's. It, it always strikes me funny that there's still people criticizing Fifty Shades of Grey, and that in fact there was just an article that was put out the other day about, um, you know, against women, which I think it's absolutely just the opposite. I think it's pro women in in this book. Yeah, I, I, I feel I, as, as as one book, but I, it's three books, but one story to me. But but and, and I, I just have to tell everyone, you can't read the first book. You cannot judge it by the first book because it's not really one book. It's in that first book. It's the three books is the one story. You you have to read all three. I think. Um, then judge. Do you know what? It's it's not everybody's cup of tea. You know, um, there's so many of us who have read the book and absolutely loved them and the characters. And and those of us that that do love it, it's generally because we love the story. It's the love story. It's it's the way she created this world and just hooked us into wanting to know what happened to Christian and Anna. And, yes, there are some sexy bits in it, but I don't know about you, sort of, t- like, certainly halfway through book three... I I wasn't skimming it, but you know I I that wasn't what I was interested in reading. I needed to find out what happened. You know, mm-hmm. it's their, it's the love story that 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 hooks women, I think, into those books definitely. And for those of the, the people that didn't like it or didn't enjoy it, you know, so what? It's not everybody. It's not everybody's flavour. You know, mm-hmm. it's most people's though, because it's sold a lot I've, of books. I've met more people that did like it that didn't. Right. Right, but I yeah. do find the people who didn't like it are quite vociferous. You know, they they they're more interested in slamming down your views on it because they think it's you know trashy writing or um, you know it's just all about the sex and and that. When, like I said, those of us that enjoyed the books, it, it was the story. Well, I haven't found anyone who read all three books that didn't like it. The people I find who didn't like it only stopped in the in somewhere in the middle of the of the first book. Yeah, well, we we read it for uh, the book club that um, I was part of and part of, and um, you know there was um, there's a there's a girl there, Roz. Hello, Roz. Um, <laughs> she just couldn't get past the whole. Po- the whole fact that there was a contract she was like no i'm not reading this what, you know i'm not why why would a woman have to sign a contract to be a sex slave she didn't know i was like she didn't i know i know <laughs> well she doesn't that's the point just get, get to the email banter get to the email banter that's where it will hook right. you in um, right, but no right. she wasn't interested you know and but and fair play you know like it's, you know you, you can't force people to read stuff not everybody likes the same things you know life would be boring if we did I'd like to force him to read it, but that's against the law. <laughs> um, but the, but I, I would force him to say, read all three. But I think if people don't like the first book, they're never going to read the second or the third. So they don't understand how the story evolves and the fact that it, she actually turns turns him around. You know, she's she's the one who holds the power in that relationship, not him. Absolutely. Right. Mm. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. All right, Vanessa, well, it was really fun to have you on. We'll have to do Thank this again when, when we have some news about casting or something. 
Oh, yes. Well, I'd love I'd love to come back on if you'll have me. Um, oh, before absolutely. I go, I just have to get a quick eep in to Sylvia because I know she's listening. <laughs> Hi, Sylvia. Sylvia is is one of our Twitter girlfriends on um, in 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 Team Fifty, and we love her. And there's you know, if if you are a Fifty Shades of Grey fan and you're not on Twitter, you can certainly find a sisterhood over there of just the most amazing women. We we would love to have you. Be careful with casting, though. Yeah. Oh, and if word. you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Latest Baby UK, and the same on Facebook. Absolutely, and I follow you on both, and I certainly appreciate all of your support and all of the support that Team 50 has given me. Because, like I said, I, I didn't come from the fan fiction world, but I just uh, I, I was able to read the books in May and June, and just found a really, really great kinship in women from all around the world through these books and that had just it's a very unique experience something like that has never happened before to me awesome all right Vanessa have a great day I will talk to you oh wait you know what let's take a call real quick because it's coming in from the UK it's probably someone you know okay hi you're on with Lori and Vanessa hi Sylvia thanks Sylvia (laughs) How are you? Very well, Sylvia. I see I told you I'd get my E pin. I'm sorry it's right. Yeah, at I just the end. wanted to phone. I just wanted to say E too. Sylvia and I met um yeah. and uh, some other good friends of ours too, Alex, who I know was listening earlier, and uh Shu, I think still on holiday. And uh, we had a really lovely time. And like you you said earlier, I haven't met anybody in through through the Twitter medium and Facebook and um the Fifty Shades Worldwide girls um that I met last year. Um everybody is just so lovely. It's it's been fantastic making new friends through this. Yeah, it's it has. I've met to have you on the line. We want to hear yeah. your experience with Fifty Shades. Oh my god. Um the first time I read it was July last year. I had a week off work and um, everyone was talking about it and I said, oh, I can't read, I don't have time, there's free books, um, there's no way I'm going to be able to read them. And my friend said, well, you know, you've got a week off, just try the first one. So she lent it to me. I think I had two chapters left and I was like, I closed the book and I said, right, I'm not finishing it till I get all free. So I literally drove to the shop, got all three books and I read them within three days. It was and I, it was like Vanessa. I was cooking with my book. I was in the bath with my book. Everywhere with my book. I wouldn't. I I stopped like seeing people. I wouldn't go out. I said, Oh, I'm busy. I can't. I haven't got a babysitter. And I would just stay at home to read the books. It was crazy. <laughs> I couldn't stop. Have you read them more than once? Yeah, I've read. I, I actually can't remember the amount of times I've read them. I've re, I've read them so many times. Yeah, and, yeah, and then I even downloaded them on my iBooks so I could read them at boring meetings at work. And <laughs> I don't think I've got much work done around that time. But yeah, I've read them million like loads of times. About I reckon the last time I counted was probably about twenty-two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you know yeah. there there is a magic number where you become outside societal norms on the amount of reads that 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 you actually have read the book. I, I'm I'm and in you, that group. You two categorized as outside the norm on that one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes I'm, it's it's i i recognize that that that's it's an issue um so as far as christian originally was outside the societal norm sexually 
that's where some of us lie in the reading of the book, out in that crazy land. <laughs> but there was hope for Christian, and, and, you know, he and Anna found a sex life that worked for them, and, you know, he came a little back to center, and she, you know, found out what worked for her, which, you know, they were in an adult mutually consensive, you know, relationship and got married and had children and the whole bit and lived happily ever after. So there's hope for me, too. You know, I can come back towards norm and uh, and live a happy ever after life, too. So so there's hope for oh, us, yeah. Sylvia. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, now I've met lovely people on Twitter like Vanessa, and um, I've got chatting a lot to Lisa and Kit and um, Victoria that does Ruffles and Restraints. You know, I've, like, met, I went to New York in June, just gone, and met a bunch of people that I met on Twitter because of Fifty Shades of Grey. And we, we mm-hmm. just became really good friends. And um, it was the first time we'd all met. One of the girls drove, like, 11 hours to come and see me in New York because she said, like, she was away in Ohio, and she said, I'm not having you come to New York, and I can't see you when you're in the U.S. And it was literally all because of Fifty Shades and being on Twitter. So it was amazing. It was really, really good. I've even argued with right. people in the shops. People that have like I've been talking about it, and they've said, "Oh, that's that's promoting domestic violence." And I've actually had full-blown arguments with strangers in shops about how it's not promoting domestic violence, and like literally, where security has had to stop <laughs> the argument. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, but, whenever they bring that up, it just tells me that they didn't read the books, you know, because no, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't you know, get up to when, the bit where. They, Gone, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, when when they start to bring up that argument, that right, right there tells me that they, you know, didn't read that they maybe read just the beginning of the books and just didn't ever finish it at all, and uh, or, or they would never bring that up as as an argument, you know. That's how yeah, I feel. Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. I I actually said to someone, you know, someone who's in a domestic violence relationship, they can say all the colors under the rainbow, but he won't stop. You know, it's not the same thing. It's consensual. It is a love story. And, you know, you do have to read all three books. And, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know why people, you know, they've, I don't know, they'll always find something. Someone will always find something negative to say. But, you know, the success speaks for itself, really. Right, right, Ab- absolutely. And more people like it than not, because you, you can definitely, you know, um, tell by the, uh, the 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 sales. I, I see that E.L. James is in front of Buckingham Palace right now, so if anybody's uh, listening and they're in front of Buckingham Palace, uh, well, I guess she was there. Um, now, I guess it says nine hours ago, so I, I guess she's not there anymore. That's <laughs> how she's there now. I've been cold. Yeah, I've introduced <laughs> loads of people to it, lots of people that said they wouldn't read it, and I said, look, I said the same, just read them. I've lent them my books. I've got my hard copies that are untouched, so I've lent them my other other books, and they've all thanked me. They've all like, thank you so much for for making me read it. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, you earn your status as a prominent woman in in Fifty Shades in in in, in Team Fifty. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm proud. I'm very proud. <laughs> did you see? I've, t- I've tweeted that to you, Laurie. The link. Yes, I did. I I yeah. favored it, so I'm going to read it after the show. Okay, All right, thanks. girls. Well, thanks for coming on. It's always fun to talk Fifty Shades. I, I, I definitely try to work it into every show at, at some point, and there's always something to talk about, and hopefully we'll have more things to talk about soon with casting. Excellent. Oh, brilliant. Yep. Ian Ian should be Christian. 
I have to say that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have to say that. I'm sorry, but it's Ian all the way for me. <laughs> but I'm sure whoever they pick will be fine. But they should at least try out Ian. <laughs> well, good luck You'd with try that. him out, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks all right, for having girl, me on. I just had, had a nice eat to all of you. Have a good evening. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. You, bye, you, you too. Thanks, Sylvia. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That was nice, Victoria, uh, Victoria Vanessa. I was going to say, I, I also wanted to give a shout-out to Victoria and Lisa and Kit and Christy and Jackie and Ava and Vicky and Heather and Lisa and all of the girls from, from, from Team 50. You know, there's um, there's yeah. so many. I'm just making a, a little note as we were going through, but, you know, it's it really has been a, a pleasure to communicate with each and every one and leaving tons and tons and tons of people out. But we're doing lots of shows and I'll, I'll I'll try to uh, give some shout outs to people next week and and uh, uh, Michelle and you know all the girls she's with right now. It, it it just goes on and on and on. There's there's just a whole network of of wonderful people out there. Yeah, and Alison who's doing the soiree next year as well. That's right. That's right. Yep. So uh, yeah, just I mean we 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 get to here all all day long and then put all kinds of names. There's just so many people that are you know. Uh, um, just just busy and trying to promote and uh, keep the, the the good information and the good news and 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 portray Fifty Shades in a positive way. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Vanessa, for coming on. We'll do it again. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good night because right. I know you're Thank eight you. hours ahead of us over there. Okay. Yeah. Take care, Laurie. Cheerio. Okay. Bye bye. All right, so that ends the end of our Fifty Shades segment, and we were able to catch up on some news uh, with with the fans, a lot of fan news, but we don't have any official um, casting news yet. And be sure to check out Janet's site, who's doing the official jewelry. It was a pleasure to have her on and be able to talk with her about her jewelry. And you can find that at Shop Fifty Shades of Grey Um I think it was shop50shadesofgreyjewelry.com. I'm hoping that I say that right. If not, you can find her on Twitter. And she also, there was a link on her Twitter. I made a note there about that. And it was 50shadesofgreyfinejewelry.com. So thank you, Janet, for coming on. Thank you, Vanessa. And thank you for Sylvia for calling in. So we are going to check back in with Hemp Fest in just a second. We're going to... Um, see if Ryan made it back in. I'm sure that he must have by now. So we're going to try to get him on the line and see where he's at, how Hemp Fest is going. And we'll see if we can get a hold of Ryan real quick. And you can follow Ryan. He's on C of Misinformation, S-E-A of Misinformation on, on Twitter. Ryan, did you make it back in? I made it back in. I've got some uh, old Hempfest veterans here around me. Oh, great, great. Well, we're live on the air. Yes. It's not a commercial or anything. So we are live on the air. So, so you made it back oh, in. Oh, yeah. You have some veterans. Great. Yeah, yeah, Hemp I got some uh, veterans. Yeah, hold on. Let me get you on speakerphone here. Okay. I got, uh, uh, their, uh, I got their so-called smokesmen here that have been coming here to Hempfest uh, since about 91 when it first started up on Capitol Hill. Wow. Uh, okay, he, he's going to be the smokesman. Got it. Yeah. 
nice little pun here. But uh, which one of you guys would like to say something? Something. Something? Oh, they're they're a little bashful. A little okay, bashful. Well, well, that's all right. <laughs> but yeah, they're, well, they're, they're, well, they've been coming since '91. Yeah, since since '91. This is for the world, so, right? Yeah. For the world. Well, they paid their dues. Huh? Well, you, you, you guys have paid their dues to, to to be able to get to this today. <laughs> yeah, every day. Thank you. But anyway, yeah, so you won't see anything like this anywhere in the world, right, guys? As far as we know, this is the largest in the world. More stoners in Seattle than anywhere. <laughs> well, well, today there is. <laughs> they'll disperse and go back throughout the world soon. Yeah, so the weekend they'll be right here in Seattle. There's, there's a reason it's a bit cloudy out today. <laughs> Well, how do they feel about the the um, the a, the a, a, approval of 502? It doesn't change much for some of us. A lot. It just makes it more public. But it's about time, and it's uh, what came to their senses. It's a lot mm-hmm. safer than alcohol, and one's going to be illegal, and the other one definitely should be. So it's about time. People came to their senses here. We hope the rest of the world sees it. Go hot. There we go. From the there much smoke since. Well, the Hawks play tonight. Yes, they do. Hopefully they uh they do something. <laughs> <laughs> well, d- d- does there seem to be more people there this year be- because of the legalization of 502? I I feel so, but uh, according to them, they uh they just walked away. But uh, according to them, it. it seems to be about the same amount of people that, that it was last year, but I, I feel it's more. Yeah, what it I'm is not having a heart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They, they seemed a little out of it. They must have been, been partaking in the festivities. <laughs> well, that's that's what Hip Fest is for. So, all right. Well, good job today, Ryan. Very, very good job trying to keep us in the loop of, of what's going on. And it sounds like everybody's just having a good time. I'm going to let you go so that you can have a good time. You've done you've done your work running around trying to find the infamous Dorito bag for us. I, I still wonder about their existence. I don't know. I don't think I'll believe it until I see pictures. That is true because, you know, they probably did that to mess with everybody's head. They're probably like, we're going to tell them there's Doritos, and they're all going to be smoking weed, and then they'll think there are Doritos, but there really are no Doritos. It's probably a conspiracy. I was just about to say that. Some sort of police conspiracy. I don't know. (laughs) It's all a big lie. All right. Well, go and have a good time. Very, very good coverage from HempFest. And people can follow a line. Um, I'm sure people are are tweeting and putting pictures out. I retweeted the the, the pictures that you sent out from from your end, and uh, it's a three day event, right? Yeah, it started last night, and it's going until uh, Sunday evening. All right. Well, go and have a good time, Ryan. Will do. Catch you later. All right. Bye bye. Mm, bye. All right, well, that's our coverage from Hemp Fest, and as you can see, um, it's in full swing. People are taking full advantage of the new law in Washington, 502, authorizing the, the legalization of small amounts of marijuana. Uh, just to recap, the police were not 
very active in the area. Ryan had to go outside the grounds to find them. And there was uh, the Great Dorito conspiracy. There were a, a big um, buildup of all these Dorito bags with the law on it that were going to be passed out, and they seemed to run out of them in the first hour. So Brian looked all over for him. He couldn't find them. So um, we'll just have to see him online with, with the with the uh, pictures at the police department so I can put them out there. But it sounds like everyone's having a good time, music and food and uh, – Yep. So Ryan was the spokesman uh, for our, our correspondent who was out there today. He's also the front man for the band C of uh, Misinformation. Before we go out, it would only be right to play the uh, C of Misinformation song, and we will do that in honor of Ryan and his good work out there today. And I just want to thank everybody again who came on today, our guests. We had a really great, fun show today. The Saturday shows are really just kind of loose, and we just kind of shoot from the hip and do whatever we want. Uh, Matt B-A-C-N-I-C and his band, they have that really great song, Southern Bell, that's out. It's getting a lot of attention in the Northwest. Again, we want to thank Vanessa from the U.K. for co-hosting the 50 shades hour with me and janet from 50 shades fine jewelry for giving us all the information on that we definitely want to support her she's part of team 50 so we definitely want to give her a shout out and and support these things that are um, authenticated through el james herself and of course erica leonard el james for writing such a great story that has brought us all together and of course ryan he's out there i'll probably never get a hold of him now he's uh, in in the sea of hemp fest so have a great time ryan thank you everybody for listening and this is ryan from sea of misinformation and his band have a great day
I'll just let that go to voicemail. Oh, hey, Southern Bell, I hope you're well. Did you get what you 